Have you ever been told at some point in your life that you are not good enough, smart enough, strong enough, rich enough, or any reason really? This podcast is meant to teach, motivate, and inspire you to never lose sight of what your true passion is and to always believe you are far more capable than you think. Welcome to the Why Not Me podcast with your host, David Florence. Each week, we'll bring you a special guest that will truly motivate, inspire, and encourage you to never lose sight of who you are, what it is you're meant to do, and to offer valuable advice on what steps you can take to help you believe in yourself, achieve your dreams, and ultimately lead you to discover your purpose, passion, and drive. I say this in my class almost every day. At the end of our cool down, I say, we take a deep breath and I say, think of one thing that you're grateful for right now that happened to you this week or maybe today that happened to you or for you. And it may have even been an inconvenience. Someone, some, you know, your, your mom pops in the driveway, you're ready to get out of here. And you're like, oh, jeez. You know what I mean? And like, you're like, that's the person, that's God answering you, bringing you what you need, but coming in a way that you did not expect. Right. Sometimes the answers come to us and the people come into our lives, not in a way that we think we want it. Welcome back to the Why Not Me podcast. Today, I have a friend of mine who I've met through Todd Durkin's mastermind group, Trisha Hoyt. Trisha is the owner and founder of her local Journey 333 Fitness. And Trish has a background in business. She's passionate about nutrition, fitness, and getting somebody moving in life in the right direction to keep that positive mindset. Excited to bring her on to tell her story and to tell her journey where she's at right now and how she got there. Trisha, welcome to the show. Hello, Dave. Thanks for having me on. I've been looking forward to this all day. And let's see, it's 1045 a.m. So, but it feels like all day because my day started at 2.45 this morning. <laughs> uh, so, I can relate to that. I can relate. <laughs> yeah, you got to do what you do. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I think anyone in this industry can relate to how early our days start at, at points. But uh, it's uh, it's what we do. It's what we love. And that's why we do it, right? Absolutely. Yep. So, Trish, let's talk a little bit about uh, what you're doing now. And let's kind of like back into how you got there. But what are you up to these days? Tell our listeners a little bit about your your business a little bit about yourself and let's let's start there and just kind of see where this takes us yeah absolutely well pretty much every day sit around eat bonbons you know you know how it is <laughs> that's how it is that's right i don't really get much done on my to-do list no just kidding that's um right. so what am i doing today i am more fulfilled today than i have ever been in my life i really think the second half of my life is is where it's at mm. um but right now, I own Journey 333 in Londonderry, New Hampshire, um, with my one of my best friends, business partner, Janice Donovan. Um, she's one of my soulmates, and um, we just really complement each other and what we're getting done. I could not imagine doing it without her. Um, like I said, we really complement each other, but uh, and have, have definitely had to wear hats that we never thought we had to wear before, you know. Um, but we have, it's kind of a boutique style. Um, uh, we don't like to even call it a gym, but wellness center is very much, you know, might sound cliche, body, mind and spirit. But um, we really do implement, you know, my mission is to have people come in and get infused and feel better when they leave than when they came in those doors. And I'd mm -hmm. like to challenge them, but support them in the process. And I think what really drove us 
to open a brick and mortar. Cause I really thought I, that wasn't my dream. Like I knew I wanted to be in fitness full-time sometime, someday, but I didn't really think I wanted to own a gym. I really respected people that own gyms. I couldn't imagine how they do it. It just seemed like, uh, it just seemed like a lot of work and I didn't have really the business acumen anytime mm. I would think about it years prior, but, um, but really was, I think, um, with the pandemic, we saw what was happening where depression, suicide is up, um, just seeing the world fall, had fallen apart and just so many people in a rut. Um, Janice's mission is to help people find their joy, you know, mm -hmm. so we have a same mission, but we kind of phrase it a little different mm -hmm. when people come to those doors. She's a nurse. I've been kind of a coach my whole life to, you know, in some realm, even though I've been in other industries, but, um, so we always say that like, she's on the kick, she's the kiss, you know, but together right. we're really helping to support and ch challenge people, but support them in that process mm -hmm. because by being challenged, you build confidence and by building confidence, you, you know, those happy hormones are released and you have, um, you, you just have a better life, you know, and that's infused. And then, then you go out there in the world to your family and in your jobs, you, you, um, you know, affect other people as mm -hmm. well. So we are running Journey 333. We are also a DECA affiliate. So we have, that's nice because it really gives a little bit more of that purpose and quantifiable mm -hmm. fitness assessment to our members and to the community. Um, just another thing that we can offer, just bringing the athleticism out in people, you know, and really kind of gamifying and sportifying fitness, which makes right. it really cool and just gives us a kind of different aspect that we get to play with every day um, mm -hmm. and that our members get to play with. So we're doing that. Um, we address fitness, nutrition, um, and mindset. Every week we have a word of the week and it's a theme of the week and we talk about it and we we um, do a little huddle around it. We finish with a quote. We're making sure that people are starting off, bring that energy at the beginning of the workout and leaving the doors with mm -hmm. um, just a better mindset. Hopefully that's at least our goal, you know, and, right. and then they go off into the world and um, you know, whatever happens, happens, it can be real negative sometimes. Right. So. And so how do you, how do you guys deal with the, you know, the shift and how the fitness industry is changing? How does journey deal with differentiating themselves with the larger mom and pop kind of gyms versus the planet fitness, you know, of the world versus how does journey separate themselves? So if I'm coming to your area and seeking out somebody, I'm struggling mentally, physically, you know, with my nutrition, the whole bit, how do you guys help that individual choose you versus, you know, the larger clubs? That's, I mean, we struggle with that sometimes when our facilities is, we, everyone always asks us when they walk through that door, how, why should I come to you versus you know, the place across the street or the place down the road. Right. You know, I guess what you could say is that elevator speech is like, we keep, we, we put the fun and functional fitness and mm -hmm. we get results, things like that. We're functional fitness, metabolism disruptor. Everybody wants to hear that because they feel like their metabolism is shot, stuff like that. But when you really want to go behind the scenes of what's happening and break mm -hmm. it down, um, Janice and I both left some decent jobs to do this full time. Mm. Um, so it allows us the ability to really win that care game. You know, mm. we take the time right from the day that, from the second that they walk in the door, we already know who's coming through the door. We mm. greet them by their name. Sometimes right. we even have a sign up that says, you know, welcome Karen or whatever. And, um, 
And like people don't get that anywhere else, you know, like immediately. And and then we are asking them about their goals. It's about building the relationship with them right, right from the beginning, letting them talk. Sometimes people really have a guard up because they've tried everything, mm-hmm. you know, or they are behind the scenes. They're really sad. Like 99% of our members, they're the worst they've ever been. And, mm-hmm. and we've seen lots of tears, you know, people... Yep. Once they feel like they trust us and we're talking and they just kind of let it out and they're telling us mm-hmm. they're the heaviest they've ever been, the most unhealthy they've ever been on the most medication they've ever been on their, their spouse doesn't like them or love them anymore. Or like, right. I can't keep up with their significant other when they go for a hike, things like that. So mm-hmm. we, first and foremost, it's kind of letting them talk, building the trust, like letting them know about what we're all about. You know, it's the whole, it's a whole enchilada. It's a trilogy, mm-hmm. trilogy effect of yes, it's the fitness that works. Yes. It's the science-based nutrition, but you know where it's at, it's the accountability. Mm-hmm. Accountability is the first word on our word art wall. It's the biggest word on there. I tell right. people, I go, we're going to help you track your fitness. We're going to help you track your nutrition. But if you don't show up, we're going to track you down. <laughs> and I'm like, exactly. not totally like a psycho crazy, but like, because we care, we want you to know that we know that you weren't here mm-hmm. and you're telling us all these reasons why this is the time. The time is now, mm-hmm. but when life gets in the way and all of a sudden you, you're starting to put it on the side burner again, we're here to remind you, like, we're going to hit you up and we'll be like, remember when we talked, like, remember you right. told me that you want to keep up with your grandchildren, right. you know, around that. So I think it's the care game. That's kind of, I kind of gave you the long winded answer, but it's just right. the care game and letting them build, they, they build their trust. And then it's a lot of community, you mm-hmm. know, once they experience it, we have a, we do, we have a lot of fun. We're lighthearted. Right. Yes. Very science-based, but like an effective, mm-hmm. but, we're goofballs every mm-hmm. single day, Janice and I, and we'd like to laugh a lot with our members and high fives right. and all that stuff. Right. So, And I think that, I think one of the biggest things out there today is with the new places that are opening up. A lot of times when people are shopping around, so to speak, and you've heard this probably at several conferences, because we've been at the same, you know, same events that people aren't joining or seeking out facilities, just they're not joining for the equipment. They're joining for the experience, the person, the care that they're going to get versus because you can go, you can go to any place and buy a piece of equipment brand new. You can jump from gym to gym or studio to studio, but the people are there. They're seeking you out for a reason and that's, they're going to choose you. And that's what I love about journey is you, what you guys do is you focus on the person. And set, that's what's going to separate you. And that what that is what separates you from the competition. And I think that's what everybody should strive for. But having said that, I think a lot of that has to do with the person behind the scenes. And that is you and, and Janice, right? So with our audience and our listeners, I'd like to tell them more about the personal story of who Trisha is and how she got to where she is today. So we already know what you're doing today. So let's back yeah. into let's back into maybe 12, 13 year old Trisha and see where what her mindset was and where where she wanted to go. <laughs> so let's kind of let back. Let's go back in time and tell our listeners a little bit about who you are then, who you were then and, and why, yeah. you, you know, I can look at resumes and LinkedIn profiles all I want 
and read bios, but I like to, I want to hear it from the source and let you, let everybody experience because the whole reason behind this podcast is to help anyone who may be struggling mentally or in a career relationship, whatever the case may be that, you know, they're thinking they're not good enough or they'll never succeed in life. So that's why we're bringing people on like yourself is to help, let's, let's help spread that message of you can do those things. Yeah. Um, thanks. So I'm, I'm tempted to talk for Janice even, but you should have her on. She has a great story herself. She's a nurse for over 30 years, mm-hmm. but, um, I won't speak for her, uh, myself. I'll try to not make this long winded. <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess it's for the ears of someone that like you, you really, it's like the past that leads to the past that leads to the touchdown. That's been kind of my life. And mm-hmm. My my journey has taken so many roads I never expected. And I can't say I have no regrets, but you know how they say, like, you know, right. everything that happens to you made you who you are today. So um, so back to when I was like 12, 13 year old Trisha. So it's funny that you picked that age because it was around when I was 12 mm-hmm. that um, you know, I saw the, these videos kind of hanging around and so my mom doing this, these things. And there's this woman named Jane Fonda. And Mm -hmm. like, so I had all these Jane Fonda videos in the house. And there was one particular one that I did. I saw my mom doing, I would do that with her. Mm -hmm. And then I would do it alone. And I do it with my friends. And I mean, I did the same video probably a thousand times. I don't even, I don't even know, but like the leg warmers and Mm -hmm. I just loved it. Like, and then I started to read Jane Fonda's books about nutrition. And I started a journal of like how I'm supposed to eat. I just felt from a very early age, I don't know if I'm an old soul, but like from an early age, I just saw and felt for myself how it was an outlet for, for how it makes everything else in life feel better. And not only that, like I didn't even just want it for myself. I loved to like share that with everybody. Like I wanted other people to experience what I was experiencing. And this is like, I didn't go into sports till high school. Um, prior to that, like, so fast forward, fast forward, like I'm doing the videos and, um, maybe I did some five K's here and there. And then fast forward, um, I'll I'll get to like one of the juicy phases in my life that, that Mm -hmm. was monumental for me. So in high school, so I had to move schools. I had Mm -hmm. to move. I was in high school. I was going into my junior year. I had to move schools a couple towns over. My parents had gotten divorced. We finally sold Mm -hmm. the house. We couldn't find a home in the town that I lived in. So Trisha had to go to a new, a new high school. That's not fun. Mm -hmm. You know, but like, I, I don't blame my mom at all for that. Like, Mm -hmm. so I went and I was so close-minded. All I wanted to do was hang out with my friends from my little town that I was born in. And, and that's what I did. Mm -hmm. I, I, kind of refused to make any new friends like I but I made one friend that lived in the same it was like our condo or whatever um, apartment complex we had a a gym there and a pool and her and I would get together her name was Liliana Chavez after Mm -hmm. school we would work out for like two hours a day I got to know their family Frank Maria and Liliana's little sister Pamela and my mom got to be friends with them as well because my mom's also making new friends at this point and and we just really hit it off and so a whole year goes by this family knew how miserable I was and how sad I was like coming, like I'm still so attached to this town I was raised in. And, mm-hmm. um, and they were moving out to New Mexico. Uh, Frank was getting relocated and they invited me to live with them. Mm-hmm. And so like in retrospect, I'm like, I can't imagine that my mom let me do that leave as a, I think I was 15 at the time. Mm-hmm. And, um, and just buy, like, I could imagine my 16 year old, like letting her go right now. But mm-hmm. at the same time, a mother will try to do whatever they can to protect, like, not like I was, 
like doing drugs or anything like that. Right. But I was very, I was very unhappy, but I also wasn't depressed, like depressed, depressed. Maybe she did see it in me because mothers know, you know, like I obviously right. just wasn't happy at this new town. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they invited me out there. And for some reason I was like, that sounds amazing. Like, and so I went out there with all these goals and I was just going to like, just tear it up. And I was going to do sports. And so I did, I did cross country. I did track for the first time in my life. And I think this family, they're forever. They're, they're still family to me. Mm -hmm. Um, they, when I was married, they got, they came to my wedding. My third child is, um, her middle name is named after Maria, like, um, her, yeah, her middle name, um, because that's how close we are. And so they were at, they did not miss when I tell you a single cross country or track meet. Um, and then I, like, I worked, I had these goals. I did, um, I, I still think I started doing some like fitness shows at the time. Mm-hmm. I did some half marathons, then marathons. And then my life changed. I brought in my horizons and I realized that there was more to life than this little town, Methuen, Massachusetts, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So that, that was a major game changer for me that, that there was so much more out there, mm-hmm. you know? And that kind of was that, that was led the trajectory of the rest of my life to, cause that's how I forever viewed things that like possibility right. endless, endless, you know? what you can do. So there's that. And then, um, I fast forward, I get my degree in exercise physiology. I graduated from UMass Boston after going to also UMass Amherst and UMass, um, university of New Mexico. Mm-hmm. And then, um, right out of college, I thought I was going to do corporate fitness and manage a corporate, you know, fitness mm-hmm. facility, but I, I didn't get the job immediately. And so in the meantime, I was like, ah, oh, maybe I'll do pharmaceutical sales or something. Mm-hmm. I was like thinking I was going to chase money and all that would be cool. Right. It seemed like glorious you know like oh i'm not going to ever get any job in that because i've never had sales experience okay so i started just interviewing these sales jobs so i ended up going right into sales for a bank and and i actually don't have any regrets for that because i mm-hmm. think if i had had i not experienced that i wouldn't appreciate as much what i'm doing now had i not done these other things in between um right. and it also did this company did teach me a lot about business and um professionalism networking things like that so that did help me forever like the rest of my life but um, so finally, like I, then I had my own business for about seven years while I was starting my family, training people at their homes, mm-hmm. had still no business acumen, was traveling way too far, charging way too little. It was mm-hmm. not sustainable. And then I chased money for the last 10 years. I was in technology sales. Mm-hmm. Um, always got excited about the jobs, felt like, great, this is going to be so good for my family, especially mm-hmm. once I became divorced. Cause I'm like, you know, providing and stuff like that financially, um, and always met cool people and it was great, great opportunities. But then I was just very, un- each time, I think I was at three different tech companies and each time I found myself very, very unfulfilled mm-hmm. to the point where like, I was not excited to wake up in the morning anymore, you know, like mm-hmm. each time. So that's when combined with the pandemic, Janice being on board with us doing something collaboratively, um, it all just came to a head together and poof. You know, here, here is, um, I met Todd Durkin cause he was keynote speaking at a DECA event that I was racing in. I listened to a podcast of his to see who, he, what he's all about. He invited people that were listening to his mastermind. I went into the mastermind. He helped me. He, he was going to listen to like what my business plan mm-hmm. was. I didn't have one. And then mm-hmm. he connected with Travis and Cindy Barnes. And he's like, yeah, you need to talk to someone that knows some systems. <laughs> so right. we talked I never thought I'd own a franchise, but then I was like, wow, we're speaking the same language here. Mm-hmm. Love these people, spend some time with them. And then we're like, they give us a lot of autonomy, um, the way it's set up. And, um, it was a no brainer for us to, to, right. you know, build what we're going to build with the, with the journey name. Yeah. So 
let's go back to your story when you said, and the reason it's funny, I picked 12 or 13 because that was the age in my book that when we moved, we moved towns. So I can relate to that experience going to a completely new school, new town, you know, the odd, the odd man out in every shape of the word that you can imagine and in social circles, you know, in that age. And you know, what are you in sixth, seventh, eighth grade around your 12, 13, you know, that age. So just that had to be so hard on you. And then you, uh, your parents, you said you went through, your parents went through a divorce. So your mindset back then, what kept you going? Like what, if you can think on one thing back then. So if anyone's listening, who's struggling now with something similar, what would you say to that? young boy, young girl, uh, who's dealing with something like that and, and how you got through it. Yeah. So I was about right around when I found Jane Fonda. <laughs> um, so around that same age, 12, 13, cause I didn't actually move till I was about what, uh, 15. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I think, I mean, I remember feeling, cause they were actually, at least in my circle, like divorce wasn't normal at all. Mm-hmm. Like it was nobody else I knew had a divorced right. parent. So I felt very ashamed um to my own best friend I remember her like being like what's the matter and I'm just like crying and I'm like I finally told her what was happening but I think I never really thought about it Dave but I think if I look back because the hormones that are released when you when you do work out like maybe that's what I think that that's probably what kept me going is that I was moving and I was I had hope and I was journaling journal okay this is how I'm gonna answer your question journaling I've been journaling since the third grade journaling has always been my therapist. It still is. It's just a mind dump. I have this way of how I journal always have of where like, I kind of will write like what I'm grateful for. I will write what's my challenges and I'll write like, what are my, what are my solutions? Like, what are my possible solutions? And then I feel better. Like, okay, this hope, right? Like as long as you have hope, you're good. Cause right. I have these possible solutions. And then of course, writing goals, what could get in the way of my goals and how am I going to attack the obstacles that may come up? That's right. kind of how my journey has always been. And right. now, like I said, I've never been asked that question. I never thought about it, but journaling has definitely been something that has been prominent in my life for a very long time. And now my children, all my children journal, even my 10 year old. Right. And I think, uh, a lot of people who may be listening when they hear the word journaling, they're like, what, is, what does that mean? Like, how do I, how do I journal? And, and mm. my advice and what I would say to them, and I, don't, and I don't know if you'd agree, is just open up, get open up a notebook and just write. Like, it, there's no right or wrong to what you're putting down on that paper. You're just putting down your thoughts and your feelings, right? So call it whatever you want. Call it your book of gratitude. Call it your, you know, your diary name it whatever you want but just open it up and start writing and you, people will be amazed because i like you when i was when we moved and i was this awkward skinny you know not athletic i didn't start working out until probably in high school but you know and identifying some sort of athletic ability which i didn't even know was inside you don't know what's inside until you ex- try it and let it out right and that's i started writing I had goals for for basketball i was you know, I was always fast and quick, but I wasn't the best basketball player. But how can I use that to my advantage? So people, when you start to think about things like that is what are your strengths? We all have strengths. We just have to identify them somehow and start and how better to do it is start to journal or start to yeah. just write. And, you know, my kids are doing it too. That You know, it's just a good 
habit to get into and it's never too late to start doing it right and absolutely yeah yeah i think anyone listening you know you can be a grown adult and you have never journaled in my life well are you struggling are you having moments of self-doubt you know i don't believe in you you said it earlier regrets so i have any i don't have any regrets or you know second guessing things and we are where we are for a reason and and who we are because of those things so it's i wouldn't regret anything in the past so yeah uh, yeah. Let's move on. Let's move on to just talking about you know your career. So you started that you 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 went through all this fantastic schooling to you know to get out, and you thought you were going to get this job, you didn't get it. So where like along the way, when you kind of hit that, as we've heard that fork in the road moment, you've heard that from Todd, and we've heard him several people in, in seminars that you know in events that we've gone to. But for you, what was that moment for you? Uh, while you're doing that, that you, I can't do this anymore. I need to split off. So was there one thing that you can kind of identify that really pushed you towards that? Well, it happened to me twice because it was after my first job out of college, I was there for about five years and then, um, in sales. And then to be honest, so I had had two miscarriages while I was there and I was Mm -hmm. working a lot. I was working Mm -hmm. a lot. I guess you could say I was stressed, you know, I was in there on Saturdays. Mm -hmm. I was managing a team at that point. I grew pretty quickly. And then, um, and then I was like, oh my gosh, I think it was after my first miscarriage. I said, if I have another miscarriage, Mm -hmm. then I'm out of here. Like, I just need to go like, do something else and do what I love, you know? And right. so after I had that next miscarriage and then I started to continue to be unfulfilled, it wasn't too, too soon after that, that I, um, I just said, I'm doing it. I just like gave my notice, gave my resignation, gave them the time. And I just like, I went and bought like all this equipment that I could carry around in my car, mm-hmm. <laughs> my car. I started networking. I, I became, I, I, you know, I belong to different networking groups, got member, got clients and things like that. But again, I did looking back, I, I didn't do it right. Cause I didn't have the business acumen, but, right. um, and it wasn't sustainable, but I did need that time. I needed, I, I got to, because of that, I got to spend a good amount of time with my first child, the first year, a lot of flexibility and, um, stayed home a lot with her and just trained around just being a mom. And, you know, I, because of the miscarriages, I just felt like, I don't care. I put my life savings into this, whatever it takes, because right. I want to spend this time with this baby, you know? Right. And those moments, you, you know, those special moments and, and bonding time that you have, you can't get those back. So that's awesome. You had that opportunity and you took advantage of it and you are, it just made you stronger for today. So during that whole time, did you have anyone along that way before we got to, you know, meeting Travis and Cindy and Todd and the whole group, but was there anyone along that way that had special words of wisdom for you? Any advice that kind of helped you along? Oh, boy. Special words of wisdom to do what to do, maybe like what I'm passionate about instead of chasing Mm money. Um, I mean, I've definitely heard different podcasters and I too, like I listened to, we talked about earlier, like Mm -hmm. Ed Milet, Tom Bilyeu. Um, Mm -hmm. It depends. Like I try to be selective because you can really kind of yeah. have too many podcasts that you're listening to. I like that. Like yeah. I want to I want to implement and, and execute on the things that I learn or listen to the same podcast a hundred times instead of 15 and mm-hmm. you know instead of never doing anything. So mm-hmm. I I it was nice like Tom Bill you like I know he's a, a guy that um followed his passion. He ended up opening up Quest and he was like a millionaire I think at some right. other company. So like no mm-hmm. I'm doing this. But mm-hmm. so like 
hearing other people's stories definitely made me believe like, look, there's plenty of stories out there that people were broke. And I'm not saying, I'm not telling people to go be reckless, but some people, you know, might consider it reckless to do it a certain way. And, um, but like, yeah, I've heard plenty of stories of, you know, Lewis Howes, like was, was broke, sitting on, you know, sleeping on his sister's couch and then built up his brand. And now he's doing great and and influencing many thousands, millions of people's lives. Um, so I guess as far as somebody that I personally know, um, it's definitely Janice, you know, um, Janice and I just have always, we believe very much in that higher, higher power, God, and what's meant to be. I just know that I was so unfulfilled and uh, like chasing money. And it only like lasted a little while, like kind of honeymoon phase, like, Oh yeah, I got money I'm making. This is great. This is so good for the family. But then I'm like, I'm not doing what God put me here to do. And I used to tell myself, like, if I, if I leave this world and I haven't taken on a full-time career helping mm-hmm. people, then I'm that that's going to piss me off. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I would say that. And I was like, so now I look back, I'm like, I'm so glad we're doing what we're doing because it's like, I feel like, I feel like I'm doing what I was put on this earth to do 1000%. There's no question about that. Mm-hmm. So I kind of, I don't know if I answered your question. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Janice has always been right there by my side and, and also feeling the same thing. She's in, she was in healthcare, mm-hmm. but she was a nurse. So she really knows that she was in sick care and now she feels like she's in healthcare, very fulfilled, you know? Yeah. And I think in our lives and I write about it in in my book too, is if someone's struggling and they're in a situation where they don't feel like they have anyone, there is, there's always that one person I think we have in our lives. It could be somebody you just met in a coffee shop, but just somebody who said, you know, that one little word or had that conversation it took that time to have that conversation really makes them could make a huge impact right so i think if anyone's listening and has isn't or maybe thinking i don't have that person in my life right now i, I would just say take a step back and look around and, and i guarantee there is somebody out there who's said something to you or is in your life currently that would make you or give you that time of day and 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 have that impact on you so I just want to say something about that because I say this in my class almost every day at the end of our cool down. I say, we take a deep breath and I say, think of one thing that you're grateful for right now that happened to you this week, or maybe today that happened to you or for you. And it may have even been an inconvenience. Someone, some, you know, your, your mom pops in the driveway, you're ready to get out of here. And you're like, Oh, geez. You know what I mean? And like, you're like, that's the person that's God answering you, bringing you what you need, but coming in a way that you did not expect. Sometimes the answers come to us and the people come into our lives, not in a way that we are thinking we want it, you know? And um, sometimes it's circumstances, you know, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening to me. But it's like, wait, because this happened now, this other wish that I have is going to be fulfilled, you know? Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And those and those moments can come at us at any time and unexpectedly from different sources. So I, I've always mindful and of my surroundings of who I'm talking to and what I can take away from it. There is always situations that you feel like what you just said, you're why are we why is this happening to me? Or why did the you know, what's what am I gonna do? Just take advantage of the that opportunity and and appreciate it. What it is. Present. If people are circling back to what you're saying is if someone's like, I don't have that person, it's like, stop and listen. 
you know, be present, listen to the whispers as Todd Darkin says. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, which leads me to when we talk about personal struggles, how do, how does Trish deal with them? How do you identify them and not let them control who you are and what you stand for? And any advice to, to give to anybody on that? I'm not going to say I'm always great at that of how I, of how maybe I deal with it and not let it get to me. Um, I think sometimes, you know, you could be, um, you're trying to give people love um, and it's, it's a fine line between setting boundaries and, and still loving on people that maybe don't deserve to be loved if you want to put it that way. But it's like, they, like those people, they don't need a lecture. They need a hug, you know? And so, um, Again, going back to the way I deal with anything is um, I try I try not to be reactive. Mm-hmm. Again, not perfect at it. Um, but going back to my journaling to sit, take a deep breath. I meditate every day, almost every day. I could be I, again, mm-hmm. you can always be better. Pray and meditate <laughs> every right, morning, right. gratitude every morning. Um, that's what I tr- I strive for. It's most, it's most days. Mm-hmm. Um and then again, going back to like, what am I, what are my challenges right now? What are the possible solutions and what are the obstacles to those solutions that I may encounter? So how am I going to deal with that? You mm-hmm. know? And then, so that's really how you just have to be where your feet are planted and just like deal with what's happening now. I don't care what happened three months ago, three years ago, five years ago. Like what good is that? You know? Right. And of course we have hope and goals and things like that, but what's important right now is, um, is the present being present in each moment. So you do see where there's those opportunities to have your questions answered or the solutions mm-hmm. um, given to you, right. You know, it might be right under your nose, you know, right. so I do that. And then it takes patience, you mm-hmm. know, the things that we want aren't going to come overnight, but just be, you know, have a list of what you're grateful for right now, today, and what you want to accomplish. Um, and that's that's really what you have to work with right now, just knowing that you're doing what is God willing, what, mm-hmm. what is is hopefully serving. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's it. Gratitude and service. I, I do I guess that's kind of my answer. The shorter answer is that yeah. like whenever I feel like crap or like I'm like, oh, this situation is not good or something I have to deal with, I'm just like. Gratitude and service, gratitude and service, gratitude and service. Because you can't be fearful and angry when you're thinking about gratitude and when you're helping. When you're helping people, it's got it's gonna come back to you in some way, shape, or form. Absolutely. Which which leads me to lifestyle and talk a little bit about why people need to make certain things a priority in terms of their physical and mental health, right? So specifically for you, if you're trying to for yourself set goals or for your own development in in your life, uh, what are some of your non-negotiables? If if I'm meeting you for the first time, I don't I don't know Trish. I'm coming into your business. If I'm sitting across from you, or somebody were to reach out to you, what are some of your non-negotiables for your personal development? My non-negotiables are I do I need that reflection time is is hopefully daily. Again, it's not always daily. Janice and I respect this about each other. We just trust that we got to do what we got to do. Even if it's taken away from the business, it's not really, we both know it's not really taking away from the business because one thing I'm sure you can relate is as we started to build, like we went right into, 
we got the keys. We went into a major build out that took about two months mm -hmm. and right into sales. We had people signing up. I was doing the sales with dust in the air and I, I just left my calendar wide open. And with GDE, I give them a lot of credit. Gym growth experts um, has helped to lead people that were supposed to be coming to journey, led them to us. Um, and so we, Janice and I know that sometimes like, you know what? She's like, I'm going, she lives over on the coast of the beach and she's like, she, she's like going for the walk or she needs, she, you know what I need to, we're done with our day. Like I'm going to do the rest of this at home. And mm -hmm. same with me. Like I need to get home. I, my house needs some attention, like, or I'm going to lose it, you know, right. but like the non-negotiables for me really are, it's, it's journaling, gratitude, prayer, non-negotiable for me is exercising. I have, I've got to work out. Like, I don't care if I'm throwing B3 bands on and I'm mm -hmm. doing a 20 minute, 18 minute workout, which mm -hmm huge game changer there as well. B3 bands. Um, that's what got me through the build out and the sales for two months. I was doing like 20 minute workouts and I felt like I was doing 45 minute one hour workouts because of the technology. But, um, even when I was having my children, I mean, when I was breastfeeding and the baby would wake up, I, I would have my baby mm -hmm. <laughs> like, with like, I just start breastfeeding while I finished my workout. <laughs> on the like, treadmill. Strap that's right. Strap, or strap around your back, get on that treadmill. <laughs> Like, and, and the reason why I made it a non-negotiable, I don't know where or when I did make it a non-negotiable was a very long time ago was because I saw how many moms felt guilty because they take care of themselves. You know what I mean? But then what happened? They end up g gaining weight, becoming unhealthy because body fat is correlated with your risk for disease mm -hmm. and feeling like crap, losing their confidence, feeling unattractive, being in, you know, um, yo-yo moods how is that good you know what i mean because you needed to clean the house and make dinner like i'm not judging anyone everyone some people can't function without their house spectacular you know like pristine i i happen to have accepted that um yeah. but like i know i need to move every day and i'm not saying that like you know i sometimes i have a plan to go run eight miles and i make it three instead or one yeah. instead like i've done that but i just know every day got to move because it's right. good physiology is it affects your psychology and like what good are you if you don't have your psychology Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the physical and mental aspect of what we do, no matter what your career is, that has to be has to be a priority in your life. Because we've heard if you don't have your health, what else do you have? Right. And uh, nothing else matters. So I think anyone, you know, listen to this and, and trying to put off their physical exercise to try and make it a point to at least get some kind of movement in each and every day, because that will ultimately improve and affect your mindset and your and your thought process and exercise and you said earlier you're exercising you feel great your endorphins are flowing your mind's your mind is clear for the most part i think that helps me i go you know i go out for a run if i got a lot of stuff on my mind it's amazing when you're done what what the feeling is even so i can't encourage anyone who's listened to this for the first time if you've never stepped foot on a treadmill or even gone for a walk it's at least your first step is literally to take that first step and everything mm -hmm. else everything else grows from there yeah. so let's jump to teenagers and how badly we've seen covid like it's just affect and it just brought it it was it's i think it's always been there and i don't want to use covid as an excuse i think a lot of people say you know covid did cause a lot of mental stress on everybody but i feel like it's always been there and the teens today face a lot more than we had to face especially with social media. So how do you 
do you see any of that with journey do you come across that how do you and what would you say to help those teens identify ways to help them grow as a person especially yeah. in, social, in, the, in the social settings so we don't have i so we don't have a youth population yet at journey it is something that i feel lately um actually for a while a calling to Mm-hmm. Um, work with youth. These are my three daughters right here, uh-huh. 16, 13, and 10. So I hear about what's happening. I witness what's happening. Mm-hmm. Definitely the social media. It's like, you know, it's like that whole comparison. I think they have a pretty good mindset, but we're all, we're all um, not immune to it, you know, mm-hmm. all, even as adults um, mm-hmm. to, to compare ourselves, you know, you have to, it's a really slippery slope. And you have to be very intentional once you turn on that, you know, you, you click on Instagram or you click on Facebook, you gotta, you gotta be intentional. Like, why am I going in here? I use it for business. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a scroller. I'm not like looking to compare my life to anybody else's, but I do like to see what, like, if I see my cousin pop up, Oh, where'd they go? You know, that's nice. But I think, um, for teenagers, my message to them is like, be intentional when you turn that social on number one and, and, there's nothing like, think about how you feel when you're hanging out with your friends, or even if it's that one friend, you know, like that good feeling that you have, like all you need is one awesome friend instead of trying to be a people pleaser or compare yourself to everybody else. Um, I think there's just too much and, and teenagers can be nasty. I've heard lots of stories and mm-hmm. just it's, you. They, they need to be grounded. I try to do it with my daughters all the time, like every single day, whenever I get a chance you know, we could be driving, we could be at dinner. I'm just like, we pray, we, you know, we have intention. We talk about gratitude. I'll play with my 10 year old, like gratitude game. We'll be driving to school. Like, all right, we'll go back and forth. What are you grateful for? You know? And then, um, and then they all, they're, they all journal, but not religiously. Um, and I think those are some things that parents or aunts, uncles, teachers should definitely be taking the time. I don't really learn this in school, but I wish it was more learned in school. Um, is like have a journal, have that mind dump, put things in perspective, mm-hmm. you know, and just you got to get grounded, mm-hmm. the prayer, the meditation, and, and just you you can't please everybody. You mm-hmm. just can't, you know. Absolutely. And I think yeah. the people that care don't matter. The, ma- the people that matter don't care. So mm-hmm. no matter what, you're going to you're gonna annoy somebody. Right. Or right. Not, someone's not going to prove something you're doing, no matter what. <laughs> Absolutely. So might as well be true to yourself. Exactly. Great. Yeah. Great advice. And I think the message that we, we deliver and what you just said is to just identify that one person, you know, and then everything else around you are true friends. Typically, you you know who those people are and how they make you feel. And we say this to our kids is, you know, friends don't make you feel bad about yourself. Right. So if you're having that struggle and you're listening to this and, and you're around those people that are making you feel bad, they're not your friends. That's who you need to separate yourself from. Find that person and look around. And who is that person for you? So and sometimes I, that's a family member, you know, or someone close and you got it. That's where I've learned, like, you got to love them from a distance sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's seasons in life. They need to go through their own growth. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Absolutely. Kind of they die. <laughs> so like they have to, but it doesn't mean you need to be like best buds with them, you know, love them from a distance, pray for them, but take right. a break or whatnot. Absolutely. Let's jump over to, and kind of, as we wrap this up is for what the industry that you're in and what anyone who's in the fitness industry or not in the fitness may be considering jumping into that career or joining a gym for the first time. And maybe this is something that a uh, characteristics you see from your clients. So 
any myths or you know fads out there diets you know workouts that you know that in your opinion you would just tell people to avoid and or things that they must have or must do what is what's your opinion on any of that oh i could talk this is another whole show um yeah but, part two so, we'll bring it we'll do part two <laughs> yeah yeah for sure so i think um you have to do what brings you joy. You like if it's if it's not fun, if it feels like a chore, mm-hmm. like number one, like it's not gonna last. It's not gonna be sustainable. Like mm-hmm. why why do it if it's you know a quick fix and then because what ends up happening is you end up like a lot of people will say, I'm gonna do something, they cardio their brains out, they don't resistance train enough, they calorie cut way too much, they lose muscle and fat, and then they put it back on as fat, and then they end up the you know, it's a vicious cycle, they end up Pillsbury Doughboy. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, you gotta do what works, you know, um, but you got to do something that's fun. That's why I, that's why I do love what we have at journey that Travis and Cindy Barnes have, um, really, you know, um, built is that they keep the fun and functional fitness. It's an entertainment value. We have fun. We're light, but we do work hard. And it's very strategic, very science-based, but yeah, you gotta, you gotta do something that you enjoy. If it's doing Zumba, like I, I went through a phase, like I was doing tons. I was always, always, always resistance training. Like that's right. one thing I'd say, like you, got, you do, you got to find a way to like resistance training or just suck it up, suck it up buttercup and do it. You got to resistance train. It helps right. with anti-aging, helps prevent injury, you know, helps your metabolism. You, you got to do it. But um, like find something else, something else. It doesn't have to be a gym. It could right. be just something that's like you're moving, you go run, you could hike. You, there's so many things you can do. Mm-hmm. Obstacle course race, you know, whatever. Um yeah. Like, so you got to do something you love. And then, um, I think like some people are still stuck on like, maybe even like no fat is better. Or that's like, when people start paying attention, I see this a lot. Cause we look at, we look at journals and we help with nutrition mm-hmm. is that people are like, Oh, they go from not paying attention. And then like, they'll look at an avocado. I think there's like 35 grams of fat. Right. Oh, that's so fatting. It's like, okay, that's where it's just like, they need the education. And that's what we do try to provide we have lots of resources and and have deeper dives individually with people and stuff like that but um it's it's that and the calorie cutting like less is more it's not like you've got to feed the machine you can't you can't do double sessions because you're you're pumped and you're in beast mode and you're dialed in and not and not eat (laughs) you know like you've got to feed the machine so that's some of the the quick quick answers right there yeah yeah absolutely and and the the nutrition and the recovery, how important they go hand in hand and everything that we're putting into our bodies, good and bad is, is really just identifying and and seeing how they make us feel like that's, I think that's the importance of anyone who's scared to, you know, they eat that avocado, they see the fat, just think about, and it is the education. Think about your feeling after you eat, a quality fat versus a bag of chips, for example. Right. Or, like take all the rules aside, right? Forget all the things you ever learned. Mm-hmm. How do you feel? It's intuitive eating, right? There is actually right. books about that. And mm-hmm. and I that's what I've had my my children try to be in touch with. Like, so if they have a stomach ache and they just ate a bunch of crap, I'm like, you think there might be a like correlation right. there? Exactly. And they've realized and they know, and sometimes they still make the good the bad decisions, but they know they enjoyed it, it was worth it. Fine. Me too. You know, yeah. but like, um, 
you just have to, you have to know like how things like, and even health foods, like foods that might, like I can't eat kale or chia seeds. Those right. are two things that do not agree with me. They're like superfoods. I'm like, sorry, I cannot participate because it doesn't make me feel good. Right. But there's right. so many other things you can eat that make you feel good. Like it's, I call it performance food, you know, like what's going to make you perform better at the gym recovery and in life, just like, you know, just you're in a better mood. You know how you feel after you eat dead food. Absolutely. Yeah. Great advice. And that's a, that's a whole nother a show and podcast that uh, I'd love to circle back and, and pick your brain and every, and bring others back as far as that, because it's a lot of, it's always a million dollar question is what do I eat and, and how do I do it? And everyone's different. And so we'll definitely address that and, and have a specific show on that. I think that's important. So as we wrap this up, first off, I want to thank you for again, for coming on, but what's next for you? What's next for Trish? What's next for me? Um, well, I believe in taking care of what you've got. So Janice and I have put like holds on our sales sometimes a couple of, we've been in business for nine months only. Mm -hmm. um, but a couple of months we've put like a hold on, not that we wouldn't accept a member, but we stopped like our, our marketing engine mm -hmm. because I believe you have to take care of what you've got. So you can be blessed with more, no matter what it is, whether it's membership with mm -hmm. your home, being a good steward of your money, being a good steward of your home, like even if it's something small, so then you'll be blessed with more, you know, and I just think I really believe that people, they do trust us. And so I want to make sure we want to make sure and we do this to the best of our ability is that they're getting what they signed up for. That's mm -hmm. why we implemented a, um, a new member um, consultant, new member, not Leslie, what do we call it? New member not orientation, but we just make sure they meet with, they meet with um, Leslie after they've been with us for maybe a week or two to make sure that all the resources that come with their membership that are actually being used and applied and that they're taking advantage, you know, and then we just make sure we get those deeper dives that they're getting their measurements every six weeks, we do full measurements. And um, so I think like just making sure that they're, they're getting, and we're not missing people. They're not slipping through the cracks, you know, cause people have different experiences of, of why they're there and, Mm -hmm. what their confidence level is. We have a very diverse population at Journey. So um, what's next for me is we will we will open more Journeys. I don't know how many more. Mm -hmm. I'd like to say five, 10, 20, but like you never right. know where the, I've learned in life. You don't know where your path is going to take you. Right. I have a huge affinity for sports psychology and youth that I can't really execute on right now, but I have, I'm like dabbling mm -hmm. with it a little bit and maybe I'll go down these paths. Um, and so we'll see, but you know, I'm definitely 100% committed right now to journey, um, journey Londonderry always, mm -hmm. and then and then building out some more. You know, Janice drives about 50 minutes to come out here. She mm -hmm. she did this because I'm the one with the three children, and so we mm -hmm. decided to have our location closer to me, and I want to be able to get that location that's closer to her and make, make that mm -hmm. happen. You know, 100% support her. Yeah, and so that's that's fantastic. That. That's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's set those goals and and see where life takes you. That's all you can do. I mean, yeah. it's, it's the easiest and simplest advice. So it's great. So rapid fire. Uh, what is, uh, what's a good, what's your go-to song or podcast while you're working out? Let's, let's, uh, my go-to song, I really love Champion by uh, Carrie Underwood mm -hmm. um, because it's just talking about how like I was made for this. And I feel like I've never been a great athlete. Like, again, I didn't start track and cross country till middle school. And back then I wish I knew what I know now then because of the way I was eating back then was not performance food, but, um, 
I was like, always okay. Like I remember my ex-husband at one point, like kind of giggling because I had like 112th place in a cross country race, but there was like a thousand people racing. So he's like, this is actually 112th place. Like, <laughs> right. Right. so I was never like, you know, number one. And, and then like I would do, I did fitness shows and I would place like I podium and stuff like that, but I always felt like I was never like a champ. And, and at the end of the day, like it's not even about the place at all for me. Like I do the, I do obstacle course racing still in DECA and yeah, podium's nice and I am competitive. And like when I'm done, I do go look to see where I placed and I'm like, you know, like curious mm-hmm. and stuff like that, but it's never going to like break my heart, you know, or ruin my day over it because I know it's always like you against you. And I firmly believe, and I hope this is a message for everybody is that like, when you set an audacious goal, Mm-hmm. And you're training hard for something you're dialed in. It's really about who you become in the process. Mm-hmm. You know, who do you become in the process? And that song very much reminds me of it. I will, I will sleep better. I will recover better. I will eat better, you know, more cognizant of those things to the best of my ability um, and train more purposefully, you know, because I know I have this thing coming up, you know? And so whether that day never even happens, right. like I still got six weeks or 12 weeks of like awesome, better, like I was a better version of myself because of having that that date on the books, you know? That's fantastic. Yeah. It's, I've got, we all have that kind of song or special thing that motivates us. And that's, uh, it's, it's always on the playlist. I, we all have that one, <laughs> that one little song that we can go to. Yeah. What's and, yours? <laughs> man, I, mine is kind of anything Rocky, like, you know, like anything, anything Rocky. from Rocky for more specifically soundtrack, but, uh, you know, any of those, it's just, you hear that on the, you could be in the grocery store and that comes on and look around at all the guys. I guarantee you they're bopping their head or <laughs> they're doing something. Cause uh, I don't know something about any of those, that soundtrack specifically, but that, that's any that. different strut. <laughs> that's right. Start walking a little faster. Exactly. And what about your favorite cheat meal? What's a, uh, you know, we all have, I'm always curious to see anyone in our fitness world, <laughs> You know, mine's to, mine is not really a meal, but it's more like chocolate. But <laughs> what what's your? Oh, I have chocolate frequently, like dark chocolate. I'll have it, like yeah, yeah every week at least. But um, so this is kind of a big joke at Journey, like amongst Travis and D, myself and Janice. Is so this isn't my answer, but rice cakes is something I've, it's dead food. Even if I buy the organic ones, I love to smother it with peanut butter and put chocolate, like shaved chocolate on it, and um. And even like spice on it, like some like spicy pepper flakes. And um, to me, that makes me so happy. But I know it's dead food. Like, and I still eat them. I do. Like, I'll give them up for a while because I'm like, oh, it's dead food. It's not doing anything for me. Or I'll start to eat vegetables before I eat my rice cakes. And people look at me like I'm crazy. Like, really? That's your, you're worried about rice cakes. But I just know it's not, it's not performance food. It doesn't do mm-hmm. anything for me but just give me calories and makes me very happy so right. i do eat rice cakes but i have this like little love-hate relationship with rice cakes but um i love a uh, cheat meal um i guess like i just love i love mexican but like just tacos i eat that almost every day anyway healthy tacos i put fish in them i put veggies in them but like a good plate of nachos i i'm not vegan anymore but like i i don't eat dairy so i'll put like healthier cheese but i haven't had that in a while i'm glad you asked i'm gonna have to do that like this weekend when football's <laughs> on but like yeah like just that mean plate of nachos right in the oven baked and like just with salsa on every single chip and then wow i'm really getting into this <laughs> I know. 
That's a that is a that's, that's a whole that's the whole purpose to make you think a little bit. So everyone out there, kind of wrap it up with something fun. Is it's okay to have that? The point being, it's okay to have that cheap meal or that meal. It's yeah. just it's all about lifestyle and and a, a nice, well balanced to it. So one uh, one last thing before I wrap this up is, I, I want to ask if you can ask all all my guests this. At least I try to is mentors. If you wanted to say one word to a mentor or or even name that person now to work to got to to get you where you were today, who would that be or what would that be? Oh gosh. Um that's a very hard question because it's like not what you would like like my mother has always been like my biggest cheerleader. I don't know that she's like mentor. She definitely taught me valuable lessons, but like, she's always been my biggest cheerleader. Like, you know, I can always, I can always go to her and, and like kind of reminds me of um, a quote that I love. It's, it's to one, to, to the world, you might be one person to about one person. You might be the world, you know? And um, I know, like I was that for my dad and he's, he's now passed, but like, I try to take that and, and think about like, well, I wish I spent more time with my dad at certain seasons and I just like have to think of that, like, well, don't make that same mistake with the rest of your family, you know, your mother and anybody else. But like mm-hmm. my mom's been my biggest cheerleader, Frank and Maria from New Mexico, where I lived in high school. Um, they definitely like believed in me so much mm-hmm. that that was almost like served as mentorship. But I do have to give huge credit to Todd Durkin, Travis Barnes. Um, you know, they're doing, I think, a really good job, very humble, very transparent. And they just like they're not there to preach necessarily everything they know but they bring people together to collaborate so people can learn from each other i do think that unity is strength and uh people need people it's in the book that we co-wrote together like with the the what's next and so um i think i think that's important i think travis travis and cindy barnes are amazing they get so much accomplished they're such a power team they're real like I don't want to say like idols of mine, but I, I have huge respect for them to do do what they do as a team. And they care so much about their members and their their franchisees and their employees. And um, but they have fun. They have right. so much fun. Like you can't take life too serious. And right. I don't know about you, but as an entrepreneur, like sometimes we can kind of fall into that. Like, oh, yeah. you know, it's taking it, you have to be so rigid to get stuff done and making sure that the momentum keeps on going, that you can take things like a bit serious and um you just got to like recognize that and have an awareness um, and just like stop and like have some, have fun. And I see Travis and Cindy do that a lot. Like they're working hard, but they're having so much fun in the process. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the mentors that we have in our lives are so crucial to, to our development at even just, to, it's hard to even recognize at times if you don't really think about who that person is, but for me, and just like you, the influence that, People like Todd and people like Travis and Cindy, so critical to, to really not just making us better, but just making the world around us better. Because then we were able to go out and spread that, you know, that energy and and to our families, to our teams at work. So anyone listen to this, you know, it just even if they just get one thing out of this, then you know, we it served our purpose, right? Mm-hmm. So social, let's um social media. Uh, if somebody wants to reach out to you and learn more about you or join join your facility 
maybe learn about you know journey a little bit more how can they find you and and we'll put all this in the show notes social media whatever you know, facebook instagram that you want to handle how can they find you so journeyfitness333.com um we'll take take them to journey's uh website and then you would click on london dairy um and then you can contact us there um on instagram we are journey333nh and then that's our handle and then on should have made them the same, but I didn't. <laughs> and then on <laughs> Facebook, it's journey three, three, three London dairy. Um, so that's, you know, DM me, I will get back to you. Absolutely. And, um, I love talking to people and hearing about people's goals and see if we can help them. And if we can't, hopefully we can provide them with a resource that can. Fantastic. And we'll put all that in the show notes to wrap it up. You're on the why not me podcast. What does that phrase mean to you? And what would you say to someone asking themselves that question right now? I think my cat wants to answer that for me. <laughs> this is Sunny. <laughs> Hello, Sunny. Those <laughs> listening, Sunny just appeared on camera. <laughs> right, right. Well, she's like, why not me? That's um, right. So I think I have learned because I definitely have had imposter syndrome at times in my life. Mm -hmm. And Sometimes I, what I've learned is that when you do what you, when you prepare as much as you can prepare and do your part, right? Like you prepare for something like being on a, say being on a podcast for the first time or something like that, or you're going to speak in front of a hundred or a thousand people for the first time, like just mm -hmm. do your best to prepare as much as you can. And I pray on it and it has always come to fruition. Like all of a sudden, like it's just, I have this divine experience of the words are coming out of my mouth and I don't know where they're coming from. Do you know what I mean? Like where yeah. it's just, it all does always come together. And I've been in positions in my life where I'm like, how am I doing this job? Like to, even when I was in tech sales, I'm like, I'm not qualified for this job. And then I get the job right. and then I'm like, okay, well, somehow I'm doing it. I'm getting deals and I'm like, okay, it's happening. Like you just, it's little baby steps. And I've seen, I've been fortunate enough to see people that seem like you know to someone they may idolize them and they might see them on i don't know like a podcast or on tv or whatever professional athlete like they're something to idolize but they too also have problems and like i've talked to many people like this where i'm like oh they're human too like they're human too so at the end of the day we all like wake up and go to bed and deal with something so everybody's good enough to do what they feel a calling to do you just have to take the baby steps and prepare Perfect. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a whole point point of of again of the show is to help someone hopefully identify that it just takes one moment to push you to that direction of belief and to follow it. And see where it takes you. See where it takes you. Yeah. The worst that happens is like you're not successful at it. And then maybe you figure out why you weren't and then go from there. A lot of people that are successful, depending on what you think success is you know, they have fallen down and gotten back up again. It's just how many times you get back up, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. or maybe you realize this isn't the path for me, you know, and, and then you, that's life. Absolutely. That is life. Absolutely. And again, guys who are listening, I want to thank Trish, who is an entrepreneur. She's a mom. She's an author, a coach. So if you want to reach out to her, check our show notes out. We'll have all those contact points. Uh, but Trish, I want to thank you for your time today. I know we ran a little bit over, but it was a great conversation and um, I, I really enjoyed it. Awesome. Thanks so much, Dave. All right. You have a great day. You too. Bye. I hope you've enjoyed today's show with Trisha Hoyt. 
Trisha's message really honestly lets you take a step back and see and hear kind of what it takes just to really be the best version of yourselves and how to overcome those obstacles that are put in front of you and taking the positive from those things and really using them just to be a better version of yourself. I'm really amazed with just how much Trish has done and what she's accomplished with her career and her new franchise and how she's going to impact so many people. She's very passionate, obviously, what she does as you listen to this episode, very into putting the best foot forward for her clients and giving them her all and really going to make an impact on so many people. If you're liking the show, please give us a follow and a like and share this episode with a friend. Thank you for listening. And as always, remember, ask yourself, when in doubt, why not me? Why not now? Until next time, have a great day.